This episode is sponsored by Evel, a company dedicated to shifting the way we see autism. I'm not sure if you picked up on it, but Evel is actually Love Backwards. It was inspired by an autistic boy named Luca who wrote Love Backwards so some plants on a pot could read it. Stop for a minute and let that soak in. This kid was four, and he cared so much for the plants that he wanted to write them a love note in a way that they could read it. I think this is a great example of the surprising and unique gifts that autistic people can bring to the world. If only we shift our perspective so we can see it. Evel makes adorable hats, jewelry, and shirts, and the proceeds go to charities dedicated to spreading autism awareness and acceptance. I love this company and all the good it's doing. So if you're an autism advocate, ally, or just like to use your purchasing power for good, check out Evel at their website. I am dash love.org today. And for our listeners, they're offering 15% off your purchase. Just use the promo code no sex at checkout. That's I am dash love.org with the promo code no sex for 15% off at checkout. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. I'm Haley Augusta, and I'm your host of No Sex in the Suburbs, a podcast about marriage, sex, and momming so hard. Today, we are going to be talking to the incredible and amazing Tova Lee about losing your sex drive as a side effect of the global pandemic we are all living through. One year, one year down, going strong. So if you don't know Tova, You probably actually do know her. You've probably seen her videos on social media, even though you might not necessarily know who she is. But she has basically carved a name for herself, a celebrity status on the Internet, by making brutally honest and hilarious videos and social posts. She also has a book about her midlife crisis. I highly recommend it. It's called Effed at 40. And it was basically all the things that she wanted to do to get out of her suburban mom midlife crisis. And she also has a documentary on Prime. So recently she posted that she was just over having sex, that her libido has gone down. Prior to COVID, she was a highly sexual person. And I thought, oh man, I would love to have her on the show to discuss this because I am so sure that this is happening all over the place. COVID has been really stressful for everybody. We know this, right? I think it's amazing and very typical of her to try to normalize these feelings that probably a bunch of people are having. So today we're going to have her on the show and ask her all about that and see if she has any plans to get back in the saddle again. I hope you like the show. As always, if you do, please hit subscribe and tell a friend. If you want to hang out on social media, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at No Sex in the Suburbs. And you can always email me, No Sex in the Suburbs podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. Hi, Tova. Welcome to No Sex in the Suburbs. Hi, Haley. How are you? I am good. I am so excited to have you on the show today. So we are here to talk about your loss of libido with COVID. 
I know you recently posted on Instagram that this was going on. And what I love about you is how you're so blunt and brutally honest and funny. And so I just want to jump in and maybe you could paint a picture for us of what is going on in your life with COVID and everything else and kind of how that affected your sex life. Uh, yeah, no, I was going to say, wait, paint the picture. What sort of picture? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, well, obviously we're based in the UK and we've been in lockdown now for what feels like forever. I can't even, I don't even remember. I don't even know what day it is anymore. So life is pretty dull. I think most people probably feel this way. The kids are home. So my typical day, both Mike and I, my husband Mike and I work from home. So, you know, a typical day is juggling so much. And I think we juggle so much anyway, but add to that homeschooling and lockdown. It's just a lot. It's a lot. So I, I'm feeling quite drained, if I'm being honest. Just like I don't know how long I can go with not, you know, it's a lot. Totally. Um, now they, yeah, now they're finally telling us when the kids can go back to school. So we're all kind of like counting down the days. Uh, but that sort of like was the premise of when I wrote that post about libido. Um, I sort of noticed that uh, actually, yeah, I wasn't feeling it at all. You know, it's like one of those things that I didn't even notice had happened. And th I think there's a big difference, by the way, from first lockdown to second lockdown. I don't know if you if you felt some sort of difference between, but being locked in the house with a garden when it was sunny and it was spring and we were having, you know, GNPs in the garden at like five o'clock. I say five, I mean three. So, um, <laughs> and, uh, it kind of like, oh, it was okay. It was bearable, but something about the winter months and if it, it being so long now, um, yeah, just totally killed the mood. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I mean, I totally hit a wall, when I realized it was going to be coming up on a year, like I was like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> are we ser are we seriously doing this? We've worked so hard and we're still here and this is awful. And yeah, yeah and I'm in California, so at least we can still go outside and stuff. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, the idea that you can't have a babysitter and have a date night and all those things. I know it's it's really hard. So when you realize, OK, I'm just over it. Did you sit down your husband and be like, look this is just going to be a no-fly zone for a while, or how did it go? I mean, to be honest, like, I don't, I, I, it's not a, it's not a fly zone ever. It's like, you know, it's, it's like, a, I, I, it's weird. There's such a weird reaction to the whole topic. Uh, so many people ask me a question uh, that, like, I'm just re uh, paraphrasing here, but like, oh my God, how did your husband take it? I have an issue with those type of questions because I always feel like, it's, it makes me feel like it, it's part of my job to sort of, uh, you know, have sex with my husband or to kind of like be in the mood or to, do you know what I mean? Like there's something, somebody actually wrote a comment and said, how does your husband put up with you not putting out? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was a bit like, wow. So that's really strange that that's how people perceive it. Because A, what it means is that people are assuming that he was in the mood. And I never said that. Like, I never spoke about him because it wasn't about him. It was about me. But there is an, there is a, there is an assumption that men throughout this have not lost their libido and are not struggling. And that's 
that's not true. Yeah, that's a ridiculous. Because a lot of them have. Yeah. yeah, it's just that I don't I don't think guys talk about that openly. I, I don't think women talk about it openly either. But I but I definitely don't think men talk about it openly either, because, you know, they're they're trapped in their little role of like, you know, being the guy who always wants sex, you know. So it's like if, if you're not feeling it, you can't really come out and say it because then people will think something's wrong with you. But the thing is, this is this normal situation, you know. Um, a lot of there's a lot of elements that go into how libido fluctuates, obviously, and it fluctuates always. So apart from you just mentioned a few things, date night, not having that kind of uh, alone time to be able to create those moments. Uh, I also feel like there's no excitement. Like I, I like excitement in my life, and I, I going out even like without my husband, but just having a full life and having friends and doing stuff for me brings something new into the relationship. So not having that um, is problematic. Uh, not to mention the fact that there's lack of opportunity or uh, much less opportunity because your children are always around you. Plus, we got caught in the act of your once ago. And I'm not going to lie, it totally turned, I mean, it was a turnoff, you know, I'm like really traumatized by that still. Um, yeah, I think we kind of so get yeah. caught too. My kids are too little to oh. know what's going on, but you know, we tried. She knew. I have boys, but yeah, they, um, you know, they're little, five and three. We tried to pull a fast uh, one during nap time, and we we're like, ooh, <laughs> I guess <laughs> we can't do that again. So, no, this is the thing, you know, you reach the point where you're a bit like, oh, God. Yeah. She so, actually came out and just asked me. She was like, was that sex? Oh. Like, oh God! Oh God! Did you tell? The, did you tell the truth? Yeah, I said yes. Can you not go back to <laughs> sleep? <laughs> oh oh yeah. wow! You know, for life. Totally. I yeah. I, I walked in on my parents having sex as a kid, and I definitely traumatized for life. So good, oh, God, good job, Tova. Don't say that. That's horrible, <laughs> Haley. What I are you mean, doing? Not like really traumatized, but like it wasn't COVID, so clearly the blame is on them for being irresponsible, <laughs> right? So, yeah, and also I'm thinking, you know, it could have been so much worse, you know? We could have been role-playing, like we could have really been going for it, you know? But um, it, it was, you know, it's pretty standard. And so it didn't be much. <laughs> That's good. My kid didn't see it, but he heard it and was like, what's right. happening? Like, oh, God. Oh, why are you so good, kid? Anyway, so yeah. I know. Wait, um, wait, I just have to say one last thing about this. She heard us too. <laughs> you guys sounded like you were zombies. So now I'm thinking, you know how you have your sex face and like you if you ever saw your sex face like in real life <laughs> it would be mortified. So now I also know that my sex sound is a zombie. That's amazing. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we could do a whole epi- other episode on sex faces and zombies, <laughs> but for now we'll we'll, we'll stick to uh, <laughs> to the lack of libido. You mentioned a lot of girls are saying, you know, I just have to lay there and get it over with, and how can your husband put up with you, and blah 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 yeah. blah. So really funny. The same week that your post came out, there was another, I listened yeah. to a lot of mom pods because I'm a mom pod, suburban mom pod. And it was like, let's talk about sex, S-E-X, hee hee And they were saying, sex is good for you and you should do it. And if you've lost your libido, well, first of all, they said, we are having sex three to four times a week, 
right now during COVID. Right. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. And I think I'm like a highly sexual person, but I must be horrible. There's seven days in a week. You're talking every other day during the time of COVID that you are getting your freak on. No. And so then I felt bad about myself. And then they were like, if you are suffering from a lack of libido, maybe you should try getting dressed up, full makeup and everything and losing weight. So what do you, <gasps> what do you think about that? What? That was their advice. But why? Like how, why is that? I don't understand. So how is that connected though? To libido. Well, I think they're. Did they mean like when you look like good, what you're you f- eating could, could affect your, or was it what? I don't understand. There was something about like adding matcha tea to add matcha to your smoothie right. might increase your libido, but no, it was more like you know when you look good, you feel good, and when you feel good, you're right. more likely to want to have sex, and when you're hanging out, you know, in your sweats every day for twelve months, that could be. I mean, uh, it, it sounds like it was it was said quite abruptly, and maybe. I don't know what the meaning behind it was, but I think that I think that libido is connected to mood for sure, and stress is a, is a known libido killer. And I think that if you're down uh, and you're not feeling great, whether it's about yourself or about whatever it is in your life, then that's potentially going to affect your libido. Yes, but I wouldn't give advice to somebody go on a diet. And that's going to make you suddenly want sex. Like, I, I don't think it works that way. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I've never, I've never heard of that. Like, to be honest. Yeah. Um, more interesting about that, I think, is, I, I don't know, I'm assuming this conversation was between women and the listeners are women. And it's like a women thing. Yeah. A woman thing. Is that a lot of the times I think those, the conversations are, are kind of like somehow pointing the finger at the woman. So like if you if you don't have libido, if you're not happy with your sex life or if your husband doesn't want sex or it doesn't matter like what the, what the thing is, it's probably because you're not doing something right. So like either go on a diet or wear a nice dress or put some lipstick on or like it's just, it's your fault. Whereas sometimes it's, yeah. sometimes it's not. In my book, I talk about that a lot, you know, about the kind of those articles. Do you remember those articles? Do they still do those articles? God, I hope not. But like the Cosmo articles, you know, they're like, uh, how to keep 10 ways to keep your guy interested. You know, (laughs) 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 do you know what I mean? It's like uh, how to make sure your guy doesn't cheat on you. Well, if he cheats on me, he's an asshole. So like, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, And it's always like the woman, the woman's responsibility, you know, to deliver on, on, you know, on, on the guy's sexual fantasies and, and desires. So it's a bit of that. It feels like it's in that area, you know? Yeah. There's definitely some societal assumptions of like your conjugal duty and blah, blah, blah. And I thought it was really interesting on this show. They mentioned that their husbands said they were not allowed to say the words vagina and orgasm oh. in a show about sex. Oh <laughs> and I was like, wow. Okay. So basically, yeah. I think there's probably a line in the sand of suburban moms, the ones who can say yeah. Vagina, vagina, orgasm, orgasm, and the ones who are not allowed to, right? But not allowed by their husbands? Well, they were like, they said, it's a clean show, and they said, it's okay if you ah. do this episode about sex, but you can't say vagina because it's a dirty word. And I was like, no, no, it's actually like an anatomically no. correct word yeah. that's in like, Definitely my, not. my five-year-old autistic boy knows how to say vagina, so... I don't know. Anyway, well, you know, it, it it's very it can go there. You know, we can we can we can make this super deep. You know, <laughs> we can like so easily. You know, well, nobody actually wants to talk about women's pleasure and women's, you know, 
bits and bobs. Like nobody really wants to, you know. So I have heard, and I think I think I I made a point to sort of reference it. Actually, I can't remember if I referenced it in my book or if I just said it in the show. I can't remember, but I, I have heard sort of mommy podcasters and mommy bloggers say stuff like, you know, uh, oh, we're not in the mood. We're not in the mood. Uh, so I'm just going to lie there and let him get over, get, get, you know, let him just, you know, finish quick. Like, I don't want to, you know, I just want him to, to be, to finish That's quick. Terrible. And um, I, I found that so actually really uncomfortable because a lot of the people listening, a lot of the women listening to them say that were young, actually young moms and young women. And I just felt like, oh, is it, like it's just making it okay to a room full of, do you know what I mean? Like young moms who then don't realize that actually this isn't okay. And also even just the idea that uh, if you're a woman or a mom, then you're never going to want sex. Like that was not my experience. You know, I'm a, a bit like you. I, I feel like I am a very sexual person and I've had, that's what I said about libido. Libido fluctuates. So I did have a massive dip after I had my, my, my babies and those first couple of years, like my sex life just went out the window. It wasn't great. Like, and we, it, it took a while to sort of come back, but I would, I would call myself like somebody who has a high sex drive normally. So libido lockdown is again, a bit of a glitch in the system for me. But my point is more importantly is that when I have sex, I have it for, for, for us as a couple, but for me, cause I enjoy it. It's something that's pleasurable for me, you know, and that actually also links into self pleasure and masturbation and all of that. Like it has nothing to do with my husband. I have so many women say to me, oh, but I feel like I'm cheating on my husband if I don't do it with him or am I allowed to do this by myself? And I'm thinking, yes, <laughs> you're encouraged. Okay, I have I have questions about that. Okay, so okay. One, my first question yeah. is, what do you say to those women who say, I just am going to lie there and let him get it over with, number one. And number two, when you say, you know, my dip in libido, it's over, does that include masturbation or is it you just can't be asked to another person? Because it's like a whole other deal. So I'll start from the end because that's an easy one. To be honest, it is for everything, including uh, self-love and masturbation, which to me, like, I know that it's just a libido thing at the moment because it's not like I'm, it's not like Mike. It's not like an issue with me and him because I'm just not feeling it. Like right. even just, oh my God, I love my bath time. Like I love it. Like, <laughs> like a highlight of my day. But I just, I'm just not in the mood, you know, just not, just not feeling it. But to your other question, look, it's tricky because when people send in those very specific questions and they talk me through like some situation they have in their life, I never want to just give advice to people because I don't give advice. Like I don't want to take that responsibility and I don't think I have the tools to do that. So what I try to do is highlight that in posts that I put out. So I might. So, for example, when I did the, the original libido post was just about not feeling, not being in the mood for sex and not feeling it. And also about not feeling guilty about it because I know it's just, I know these are not normal circumstances and I know that I'm under a lot of stress and I know that I'm tired and I know I don't have my normal excitements and all the things that I need, you know, for a, a more sexual kind of environment. So, it's okay, you know, it's okay. And then that started 
two separate conversations. One of them was, oh, my God, how does your husband accept this? Like, it's your job to basically have sex with your husband, isn't it? Coffee so and blowjobs. So that started a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, so then I was able to post about that. You know what I mean? Um, and then, and then actually, another interesting conversation was uh, a few guys uh, commented and, and messaged me to say, you know, like, I'm actually feeling this way, but I, I wouldn't admit it, like, out loud, you know. Are guys allowed? Actually, somebody actually said that. Am I allowed? Is that's, it allowed for that's me to crazy. say that? I mean, you would think yeah. a guy would be able to tell his wife, right? I mean, I could see a wife kind of being scared to tell her husband, even though I disagree with that. But, like, a husband to tell his wife, you know? Um, but this is the thing. When people do say it, and I, I don't think maybe they articulate it in a way that makes the other person feel um, confident enough to know that it's not about them, so they'll say, I'm not in the mood, and that just, and then I think as women, a lot of women will take away from that, what's wrong with me? So maybe I should go on that special diet that's going to make me more appealing or put on the dress, and then uh, that's how I'm going to solve the problem. But really... It never had anything to do with her to begin with, you know. It totally um, does, and I think that I think it totally harkens. Sorry? I think it totally harkens back to those Cosmo, Cosmo articles yeah. of like it must be yeah. you, you suck. Okay, so to move on to this is just what it is, and maybe there'll be a light at the COVID at the end of the COVID tunnel. Your kids are maybe going back to school. Maybe they're going to open. They uh, for us in California, opening up the bars and restaurants has been huge mm-hmm. because like there's a possibility. And my parents are getting vaccines, so maybe they can help babysit and stuff like that. But for you, any plans to kind of get back in the saddle? Do you think it will just kind of happen naturally as we get out of this COVID tunnel? Or do you think in England you're just going to be in there with the UK variant and the South African variant forever? <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. You know, I really, really hope not. They're, they've given us a, a quite a clear roadmap as to how we're getting out of this and we know like what's coming in at what date. So everybody's sort of waiting for the 12th of April because that's when they start opening beer gardens and that kind of like outdoor hospitality, you know, bars outside and whatever. And I said to Mike, I was like, we got to book nights out now. Like we're going to (laughs) restaurants, we're going to bars, like we are going out every single night. (laughs) Like I need, we need to sort of really get on it. Because even date night, and and to be honest, I think people who have, maintained you know some sort of routine or whatever of going out on dates which we do a lot we don't have a structured date night type of thing but we just naturally love going out so we do go out quite a lot but obviously now when COVID happened um so you know we just it it hasn't translated to sort of indoors date night I know some people have been really creative you know (laughs) but we just haven't you know we've had a few but it's just not the same. I like we like going out, so I cannot wait for that. Cannot wait. Yeah, I did a podcast on carving out time for romance while in lockdown, and we right. did get creative and spontaneously kind of made this date night. Got rid of the kids, whatever. But then we got a babysitter and went out for Mexican and had margaritas. And like, it's not even close. <laughs> but you know, no. it's not even close. But you do what you can, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you're going to go out and have all the drinks, and then? 
And and then we'll see, you know, hopefully it will lead to some steamy sex, who knows? <laughs> I mean, you know, oh God, it's like, I feel like I'm like just talking about my sex life like so uh, openly, like uh, it's, it's, you know, some people are probably cringing. Like I'm, you know, for me, it really is, uh, like I said, bringing that excitement into the relationship. I don't know if, I don't know if you can relate to it or not, but I just feel like, how mundane everything is, you know, just talking about the homeschool and the COVID and the vaccine. It's just like there's nothing new. I've recently felt like I also almost like don't even want to talk to people anymore because I just feel like I have nothing interesting to say, you know. So mm-hmm. being in the house with, with your partner 24-7, you know, it's not easy. And actually, to be fair, I know a lot of people who have struggled much more than us, like have actually had real clashes and do you know what I mean? Like fighting and stuff like that. And, and we, we're getting along. Okay. It's just that it's just a bit boring. Yeah. I, I, I think we were there in California, like just maybe a month or two ago. And, and mm-hmm. it's so funny when you have nothing, like a tiny little thing, you're yeah. like, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you mentioned something I mean, about, honestly, go ahead. I went to get my, I went to get my smear test the other day and it was the most excitement I had in months, you know? So <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's very, very sad. You mentioned mentioned something about a class, like a mindful sex class or something that you were going to maybe do? Yes, uh, we haven't yet, but uh, we've got a couple of things that we've kind of bookmarked that we want to try. But uh, we had a really interesting chat with um, Jess O'Reilly. She's a sexologist who I met in New York. And when I was on my tour, and she's amazing, and we did a podcast with her. She was a guest, and she was talking about, actually, we were talking about libido and lockdown and just, like, sex trends in the, you know, in the era of COVID and just, like, you know, all of that. And she mentioned that she does this online course of mindful uh, sex. Um, and I thought it sounded really interesting because, you know, she was talking about, like, how people – when you talk about sex, you immediately think about uh, intercourse and you immediately think about like the main course, if you like. But she was like, but what about all the other things that lead to it? So all the moments in the day, you know, whatever it was that lead to it. You can't like just switch it on. Like sometimes you can, but sometimes you just can't. So it, like when it comes from nowhere, it might just not be appealing. So I, I found that really interesting because I do feel as one of the things that kind of there aren't many moments in the day that lead up to intimacy. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, um, so yeah, so we definitely want to try that, cool. <laughs> but we haven't just yet, but well, we, we will try it. Maybe uh, I can get the link from you after this and yeah. put it up there for anybody else. Cause that sounds really interesting. I mean, I, you know, said of what not to do. If you are just dedicated to the kids and then you're doom scrolling on your phone and you get in bed and you're sheer exhausted, should we have sex? Like, no. I mean, the answer is no. You know what I mean? Like, that's not no. No. that's not the ramp up that we're going for. So maybe we do need to be a little bit more mindful. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And before I let you go, I just have one more question. Um, I read your book, um, Fucked at 40. I thought it was incredible. I'm only 38, but I'm planning ahead for my midlife crisis. But what I thought was so Yay. unfortunate about it is that, like, basically every single thing that you did, if you were having that midlife crisis now, you couldn't do. <laughs> like, like you're not going to fly to what base camp at Mount Everest was what it was. Um, Everest, yeah. 
what what do you say i mean maybe you could dye your hair pink but like you're not going to go to a pole dancing i mean maybe you would i don't know what do you what would what's your advice for anyone who's having like a midlife crisis suburban mom style right now i mean i think at the end of the day it's, it's about just going out and doing it whenever you can you know and actually i think like we all need that reminder constantly because, you know, that midlife crisis in the bucket list was such a moment in time. And it was actually when I was 42. But fucked at 40 sounded better than fucked at 42. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it was like a real kind of get out, live my best life, like do it now. I'm not going to wait for the kids to be 18. I need to rediscover myself. And it, and it was amazing. And then you do kind of, I feel like I, I fell back into suburban. Sort of, uh, but again, I do think that COVID had a massive um, how do you say it? I had a massive uh, part in that. Uh, so I can't wait. Like I can't wait for COVID to be over and to go out and see, okay, what, what am I, what am I going to be doing now? You know, it must be very, it's a good time to make that list, I suppose. <laughs> Definitely. It is a great time to make that list. I feel like yeah. when this is all over, we're going to party like it's 1999. I feel that. I think that People are going to really go crazy. This <laughs> over. You're just going to, people are really going to, I think a lot of things are going to change, you know, kind of work home type of balance. People not going, not doing the compute commute anymore. Like, why would you, you know, totally we've managed now for a year working from home. Like, why would anybody want to spend hours a day going back and forth into, you know, offices? Like, I think there's going to be so much difference. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yes. Where's the, what's the first thing you're going to do? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? So we actually okay. just booked Hawaii. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes. Wait, for when? For, for when? Well, for June. So we're kind of like riding on a wing and a prayer on that one. Oh, um, I mean, yeah. right now you can go, but everyone has to have a negative COVID test. My parents will be vaccinated, so they are going to come for part of the trip mm. or whatever. And now that I'm not worried about accidentally killing my parents, I'm less worried about yeah. it. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I could have gone really down the rabbit hole of like shelter in place and we're never, ever going anywhere. And we definitely we made the decision. So we had the option to have our kids in school. So they go to school. It's yeah. just preschool. But Same. like we the first lockdown, they were home and it was God awful. My oldest has autism, so he needs social interaction because he's behind. Yeah. And then my eldest is an extreme extrovert. So he needs it or he's going to you know become super depressed and whatever. So we do that, but we don't do anything else. It was like school and therapy and masks and we don't see anyone and blah, blah, blah. And we just said, yeah. fuck it. And we just 